Hello, welcome to another episode of 40 Weeks for Men, a resource for men, by men, in order to help us dad to be the best we can be in this crazy, crazy world. So we've got a really interesting topic today that we're going to be talking about. So we're going to be talking about what parents need to know to have a safer childbirth. And I've got an awesome guest that I'm so grateful has come all the way from across the pond to speak with me today and to encourage our listeners about this topic. Do you want to introduce yourself? Oh, absolutely. Chris, thanks for having me. I am super excited uh, about today. I've watched some of your stuff. You are awesome. I love what you're doing. And uh, based on our pre-show, I think we're going to have a pretty awesome uh, podcast. So I have been an attorney specializing in childbirth cases for over 20 years. So basically, when there's a childbirth case, that means that during the birth of a baby, something went wrong, whether it was a mistake, a complication, but baby was not born healthy, um, or some cases, baby passed away during childbirth. And then I've had some super, super sad cases where mom has passed away during childbirth. So I've done that for over 20 years. Um, it's the, so basically as the attorney, I come in and I'm like, all right, what happened? Why, yeah. you know, what went wrong? Uh, but probably the most important question I have to figure out or ask is what should have been done? So yeah. baby would have been born healthy, born alive, mom, not pass away during childbirth. Um, Cause I'll tell you, I mean, those are hard questions. And the hardest part of my job is when I, the day I have to sit down with the families and talk about the day their baby was born, or if I'm looking, you know, sometimes I'm talking to a husband and he's like, you know, telling me about the day his wife passed away. So this is some serious stuff. Um, when I started in this field, um, you know, I, I never had heard about it. I would just was looking for my first job straight out of law school uh, and I stumbled on it. Um, but you know, having a baby at that point, I was younger, was on my radar. So I am like, what? Things go yeah. wrong? Not only do they go wrong, but I'm like, I'm, you know, I got hired into a team. There's a team of us. This is all we do. So this does happen. I know a lot of people are, you know, with the mentality, bad things always happen to other people. Well, listen, that leaves you in a very vulnerable state of mind. And I would not recommend it on one of the biggest days of your life. Anyway, so that's a little about my soapbox there, but you know, this is some so uh, serious stuff. So basically, um, after 20 years of doing this, seeing the mistakes and complications, I figured out, you know, listen, there's some reoccurring issues in these cases, some common problems, um, you know, that I'm seeing. So basically, instead of getting involved after a mistake has been made or something bad happened to mom or baby, I'm trying to get involved now beforehand before childbirth in hopes that we can prevent these mistakes and complications and more, you know, there's more healthy babies. Um, so basically my first step in that was writing a book. So I wrote a yeah. book, Parents Guide to a Safer Childbirth. It was published uh, this year, June, 2023. So hoping, yeah. hoping parents start reading it. The parents that have are, have been amazing. Yeah, they've, they've loved it. They're so grateful. I get the best reviews on Amazon. They feel comfortable, ready for childbirth. And uh, yeah, as far as I know, uh, everybody's baby who had, if they've read my book, they've had a healthy baby. Yeah, so wonderful. 
that's really what I'm hoping today. So I'm so grateful, Gina, that you're here with me. And yeah, we're going to talk about this today. And obviously, like a lot of like the biggest thing of 40 weeks for men, it's all about families. But like a lot of men, dads listen to this podcast. And I'm really hoping that today with our conversation, they can be encouraged to think about things that they can do to have safe and healthier babies when it comes to childbirth. Because a lot of the time, what I've heard from men is that they can feel like a bit of a third wheel when it comes to pregnancy and when it comes to childbirth. Like, they're not really important. I'm hoping that as we talk today, we can think about how they are important and actually they can be encouraged to do more. The key yeah. to a safer childbirth is literally starting with dad. I mean, this mm-hmm. is not... Dads can make sure that their wife and their baby are safe baby is born healthy mom comes home you know so does baby so men have a lot of power and I think I you know I hear a lot like oh you know my husband he just kind of froze or he wasn't really good and I'm like have him okay no Hmm. more because they do hold the key unequivocally because in a lot of these situations you know if the dads had stepped in, if the dads had prepared for childbirth, if they know what's in my book, then they can help their wife make those good decisions. Because I'll tell you, in my baby cases, these families are one decision or minutes from a healthy baby. So I'm telling you, good decisions equal healthy babies. So, you know, it's it's really important for dads to step in and prepare. Don't let, you know, your wifey just wants to, you know, let's get the nursery ready, you know, and instruct you to paint, instruct you to put the crib together, you know, get the closet ready. I'm going to hang up the cute clothes, but it's more than that. It's making sure that, you know, baby comes home. So all that work you're putting into for those nine months into the nursery, that baby and you and wifey can enjoy it. Yeah, that's really, really powerful. And obviously, you guys know me already. I'm obviously Chris, the founding father, this 40 weeks man thing. But uh, I've got three kids, and I care about babies so much. And, like, it's really wonderful that even across the pond, Gina's all the way in America, and I'm here in the UK. And we can talk about this and think about how we can better help dads be more involved when it comes to pregnancy and childbirth. So I will be taking some notes for myself. I'm not planning on having any more kids. I'll be very honest. <laughs> but if I did and to encourage my friends, I could I could learn some stuff here. So let's go on to the second question. Is that all right? Oh, absolutely. Perfect. Let's go on to the second question. So in your opinion, what do you think dads need to do more in order to have a safe childbirth? What do they need to know more in order to have a safe childbirth? Great question. So chapter one of my book, it goes over the lessons learned from the baby cases, whether it's from the families, whether it's from the delivery team, whether it's from the medical experts, those are the lessons. If dads know these lessons, there are they're sitting pretty. So it is actually, that chapter is so important. I have it on my website for free, just download it, share it, because it is such important information. Nice. So, What's your website? What's your website? What's your website? Yeah. 
Gina Mundy, G-I-N-A-M-U-N-D-Y.com. Go to Expecting Parents and go to Chapter 1. Boom. Download it. Send it. You know someone that's expecting, send it over. Those are your lessons. Okay. Lesson number. So then each lesson is a subsequent chapter. So lesson number one, it's from the families. You don't just roll up to labor and delivery, not knowing anything. You have to prepare. Okay. Cause we just talked about this, you know, you're, you're, part of the mentality we're all guilty of bad things only happen to other people you are left in this vulnerable state all you can do is really just listen to you know the delivery team which by the way are usually just the people who are scheduled to work that day um they're the ones that are you know responsible for bringing your baby safely into the world so that's lesson one learn about labor and delivery so i wrote a chapter what do you need to know about childbirth this is not some fluffy pregnancy book that you know you're gonna read about some weird stuff no this is actually what me what i know as a childbirth attorney that i find important these are what you know these are the things that my kids will know before childbirth because how i prepare my family and my kids much different obviously than you know how a a family would traditionally prepare so i give you these are the facts you need to know if you know these things then you're going to be able to make those, you know, better decisions, those good decisions. Um, so then, you know, that's like lesson one, there's what, 13 lessons. So there's a bunch of them, but, you know, just uh, I'll give you one more lesson. This one's a good one. You know, you got to be able to pick the good doctor. You know, you got nine months to yeah. figure out if your doctor knows how to deliver your baby or not. Okay. Listen, yeah. most doctors are great. Some irritate me, but most of them, most of them are good doctors trying to do what's right. Okay. Um, but it's still very important. They are head of your delivery team. They're the ones making the recommendations that you're either going to say yes or no to. So having that good doctor is important. I go through, what do you need to know about your good doctor? I've literally been analyzing OBGYN doctors for over 20 years because Mm -hmm. I'm the one that has to stick them in front of a jury and juries like good doctors, right? So there's this whole doctor analysis I do, every single doctor I meet, now it's in the book. But you know, I've had a lot of people read that chapter and be like, no, this is information I'm gonna use in every doctor in my life. So you know, I do like that chapter because it is something then you can apply to you know, everybody else. But yeah. um, there's just, it's basically going through the lessons, understanding what you, what you can learn and the whether you buy my book or you Google some of this stuff or you read a different book, you know, it's just getting ready and learning about childbirth, understanding that your delivery team, you know, if you don't like someone on your delivery team, it's okay to, you know, request somebody else. If you're not a fan of your nurse, be like, I want a new nurse. And that happens a lot, but people don't understand that that's even an option. And in most hospital systems, if there's a nurse that, you know, she's not really that good. The other nurses already know she sucks. So you just literally, you just have to be, you know, but the good nurse who is a really good nurse, she can't stick her head in your room and say, hey, your nurse sucks. If you want a new one, let me know. But you know, your nurse sucks. You don't like her, you know, your dad, your, your, your protection mode now, right? You request that new nurse and they'll give you one because they already know she sucks. 
I'm telling you, they're, yeah. they're already on the same page, but they there's nothing they can do. There's a massive hospital system. The other nurses are not doing the hiring and firing, you know, but they can do what they do best when you ask for help. And that is to help you. And that is so true what you're saying, because you need to be confident enough to know that that's an option. You can actually say, I want a different person. And actually, that's why I hope that the dad's listening to, or whoever's listening to this episode will be like, rah. I realized that's an option now. I can actually do that. Oh yeah, hundred percent. You can. So I have one chapter. It's called the delivery team. So I, you know, the, you may appreciate this. So I'm like, these are. So when I have a case and I get a, you know, I have a delivery team or whatever. There's like I call them. There's three different types of delivery teams. One, your dream team. You want the dream team. Okay, remember they're bringing baby safely into the world. You want the dream team. Number two, team with a bad apple. Maybe that's the bad nurse you don't like, or you may get like a doctor in training who's lost. Just careful of them. Three, the third team, I just call them Bush League. And that is just, you have two or more people. It's not good. So we got to go over what to do. So listen, Bush League teams, those were early on in my career. I don't see too many of those anymore, um, but I had to add it in there because just on the off chance, somebody get two more people they don't like on their delivery team. Um, but you know, Drew, this is what you're gonna, this is what you do. Yeah. You, you know, there, there's charge nurses. This is how the hospital works. This is who you ask. You know, it gives dad like this kind of this guide on what to do. So you're not like, okay, I, my team has a bad apple. What do I do? No, just read the book. It'll tell you exactly what to do. That's a good shout. I'm gonna say it again. So your website is Gina Mundy. Dot com yeah yeah g-i-n-a-m-u-n-d-y dot com nice love it i need to yeah. hope that my listeners will go and see that because it will really encourage them and actually give them the knowledge to be able to have a safe childbirth and that's what we all want and that's what we all want so in light of all of that let's go on to the third question so I'm really thinking, like, you've spoken about this in your book as well, and also, like, on previous episodes that you spoke to different people, but, like, there's an emotional side to pregnancy and to childbirth. And I want to know, in your opinion, how do we get that men to engage more with the emotional side of childbirth and pregnancy? That's a great question. The only thing I can say is just prepare and mm. it's about expectations. Mm. You know, listen, okay. When your wife goes into labor, mm. she enters literally a different state of mind. I've had the doctors testify to this. The testimony is in the book. Okay. It is the only time in life where it's acceptable to be in a crap ton of pain. Okay. <laughs> And if you don't want to be pain, then you're medicated up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and not only that, you have this major baby in your belly and now it has to, now, now, now it's time. Okay. It's very emotional. So, mm. you know, and I know that guys are like, oh my. So I think if you just, you know, you just prepare and you learn about childbirth and you know, it's emotional. And then I also, you know, put her on. I think also to help your wife with her emotions is to know that you are there, you are ready, and you're going to protect your wife and your baby at all costs. 
Because if she knows that, she's going to chill out and do what she needs to do to physically and mentally deliver the baby. So I think you going through this book and you're like, baby, I got it. You do your thing. I'll do mine. We're coming home with this baby in two days. Yeah. That's wonderful. That's really good advice. Really good advice. Because, yeah, I don't know if it's like a cultural thing, but like, especially in the UK, my friends, like I've got three young babies, six, three, and one. And like, I think there's this, especially among my friends, we don't really want to deal with the emotional side of pregnancy or that childbirth. We're just like, leave that alone. But uh, one thing I'm noticing is that when you do that, you and your spouse are kind of disconnected and like she's going through all this emotional stuff by herself and you're not really involved and then we're trying to think about safer childbirth and like the only way to really have that is to be involved so I'm like they need to take you need to take all of it the emotional side and the non-emotional side but yeah so this is important I probably should have mentioned this a minute ago so in my book, I talk about a baby advocate and yes. like a mommy advocate, a baby advocate. And this is really something, excuse me, that dads can do. And as the advocate, you're going to be working to protect the baby. So yeah. in that chapter, it starts with a powerful story, like kind of what is a baby advocate? You know, what can you do? Um, but I finished that chapter with, you know, the five things that, you know, dads, or, you know, even like an expecting grandma, whoever they, what they need to do and what they need to know so that they can be a good advocate and protect baby, protect mom. So again, in the, you know, I give a guide on ex basically exactly what you need to do. Um, but I'm telling you again, you, you're like, I'm going to protect you. I'm not just going to sit there, you know, in a fetal position, you know, whatever, <laughs> no pun intended um but, <laughs> like I just said that yeah yeah I just said that um so you know you're not gonna just sit there but you're gonna work to protect them and listen that's yeah. what moms want to hear you know yeah. I'm going to protect you it's gonna be okay and I'm gonna be your advocate I'm gonna be the baby's advocate I know my shit and mm -hmm. you're good I'm telling you her emotions are gonna be way more calm and she's going to be absolutely in love with you. So you'll be yeah. there. That's a good point. That's a good point. And we all want love. It's a good thing. Yeah. So the fourth question that I'm going to ask you is, in your opinion, obviously you've been through lots and lots of different things. I mean, in your opinion, what is a good childbirth? So that's a great question i could take this a couple different ways um i'll start with this way because this is interesting this is in the book um so childbirth attorneys um typically have scheduled elective c-sections because we're too uptight we can't unsee what we've seen we can't unknow what we know so we are a different breed we tend to do elective c-sections at 39 weeks lowest risk to baby. I've never had a case involving an elective C-section at 39 weeks. However, that is major surgery and it's more of a mental thing for us because for us to relax in order to allow our body to do what it needs to do is probably impossible. 
Um, so most, you know, most people don't know what I know. I mean, even, even in my book, my book is fluffy and more preventative. Nobody knows what's in my head. You don't want to know what's in my head. So, and just what I've seen, it's, it's hard, it's hard shit. And, uh, but to me, um, like, um, I wrote this book because I do for my kids, because I do in case, especially if I'm not around. Um, but I think like what it, what I would tell my kids is that if you can naturally deliver your baby without a bunch of drugs, you're sitting pretty. Because, um, you know, another chapter in my book, which is different than, and again, and you're not gonna find this anywhere. It's the most common facts and issues in a legal baby case. What right. do I see the most as an attorney? Well, guess what it is? The number one most common fact and issue in a legal baby case is Pitocin. Pitocin okay. is used to induce mom's labor. Oh, is so that the hormone drip? Yeah, it's a synthetic. Yeah, synthetic. Yeah. Yep. Nice. You yeah. do know that. Yeah. Nice. Impressive. So, listen, that I get a new baby case in. The most common thing I read most of the time in my cases, mom is being induced with Pitocin. I don't like Pitocin. Doctors, doctors are fine with Pitocin, but I've seen them, the inductions, you know, gone wrong for a long time. So not only that, but you start mom on pit, Pitocin, and her contractions are like out of this world. So what do moms on Pitocin do? They get an epidural. And it's almost like this cascade effect, you know? It's like Pitocin, epidural, right. And now we're looking at now babies just, you know, a bunch of contractions, which, you know, if you read in my book, you'll learn what contractions mean to a baby. Very, very important. Um, so if you can stay away from the Pitocin induction, you can stay away from the epidural, you know, and let your body do what your body's meant to do. If you can relax, yeah. you can get in there and relax. You relax by getting ready for childbirth, being able to pivot if you need to, you know, talking about, you know, if it's, if it's a wife, um, you know, having a great husband who's ready mm -hmm. to advocate, ready to help you make those good decisions. Yeah. Um, yeah. So basically the other part I would do as natural as possible yeah. Um, but the only thing I would do is any concerns about baby, I would want the fetal monitor on my belly. Um, yeah. because listen, baby, listen, dads, baby's inside a mom. So, you know, you can look at mom and be like, oh shit, you don't look good. Baby, you can't look at baby and say, oh shit, you don't look good. Okay. True. The only Very way true. you can tell if your baby's okay during labor and delivery is by their heart rate. So it graphs right next to mama, your wife's bed. So you can look over and you can literally tell how your baby is doing. I go over this in the book, what to look for, but I can look at a baby's heart rate and I can tell you, is baby a rock star or is baby struggling? So again, dads, you need to know this. You're, if your wife knows, you can look at the baby's heart rate and say, baby's fine or baby's not fine. You know, that, that gives her reassurance because then the delivery team cannot just stay at your bedside mom's bedside and in the room with you guys the whole time. So having that independent knowledge allows you then to work with your delivery team, alert your delivery team if there's a problem. And then together, you make sure baby is healthy, mom's good, and life's great. So really good shout. So as natural as possible and encouraging people to understand what's going on with babies. So using fetal monitoring and actually having a dad that is engaged in that 
but helped the whole process. Really great stuff. Really great stuff. Thank you so okay. much, Gina. I really appreciate it. I want to ask you, how do we find out about everything that's going on, Gina Mundi, and how do we stay engaged with that? Oh, the best way is my website, nice. GinaMundi.com. So, you know, I have right now I have, I don't know when you're launching the episode, but I have chapter one up there. Chapter one will always stay up on yeah. my website. That's just too important to ever take down. Right now, I do have Baby Advocate up there, but I kind of put it up there for, you know, I was on a podcast. I'm like, I'll stick it up there for your audience. But then people have been loving it. So I'm like, all right, you know, because it is, again, it's an important chapter. Yeah. Uh, so that's up there. Why I wrote the book is the introduction to the book. It's a very uh, scary, it's not scary. It's a, you know, keep you on the edge of your seat story. Um, yeah. But then I have a childbirth blog. So basically right now, um, it took me 14 months and thousands of hours to write my book um, mm. because I wrote it childbirth and pregnancy, but then it was too long. So I divided it into two. So this is the book. Yeah. But this book is just about childbirth. Okay. This is nothing pregnancy. That yeah. book will come in the future one day. You know, I'm still I'm a mom of three. I'm a partner in a law firm, author, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing my best here, but that, so, but my point is of telling you that is I started a, um, a blog, it's like a pregnancy blog. So the, the content from the pregnancy book, I'm starting to put that up there. Um, you know, if I'm like, oh, I forgot to put something in the childbirth book, then I blog it. So the blog yeah. will have a lot of good information for parents. Mm. Um, and then there's other some, you know, I'm trying to get my podcasts up there that I've done. So I'm on some really great podcasts with great people like you out there trying to help dads, you know, yeah. so there's, there'll be other resources, especially as I grow um, and do yeah. this stuff. I'm just the more, all I, all I want to do is make sure mom and dad have healthy baby and everything, you know, they enjoy yeah. that powerful moment. So whatever I, I need like to do that. on my website, you know, yeah. and there's I like no, that. like, I don't make anyone subscribe, give me email or, I, you know, besides yeah. my book, I don't charge for anything because yeah. I do believe I, I know things, a lot of things that if other parents knew you know, they would help them have a few babies. Yeah. It's really cool. Really, really cool. And I'm hoping that we will stay in contact. And when you actually get your finger out and do the pregnancy book, then you need <laughs> to talk about that. Because it'd be good. God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm so grateful for today. Thank you that we could talk about how to get a healthier baby and how to get dads more involved. And I hope that people would listen to this and be encouraged. Play, pause, rewind, do whatever they need to do to make sure they get the nuggets of gold in this conversation. But um, yeah, we'll close it there. Is there anything else that you want to say to the people that are listening as we close? Um, no, I mean, you're awesome. I love it. You know, the only other thing is actually if you know, so Pitocin is number one most common fact in a legal baby mm -hmm. case. So yeah. I've seen the Pitocin inductions gone wrong since February, 2003. So I do have a chapter yeah. on how to have a safe Pitocin induction. So if you do know anybody who's going to be induced, that is a huge chapter that everybody should, um, should read before they uh, do it. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, otherwise, I mean, there's so much in the book, we, there's no way we could cover it. So 
Thank you for yeah, having me. You. you are awesome. I love being on your Oh, podcast. thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Right. Thank you, guys. Please enjoy this episode and please watch the space for much, much more.